This is an ABC podcast. Hello from me, Anne Jones, and this brushtail possum sent in from Scott in Hobart. Welcome to Off Track and our final show before the summer break. We thought we'd hand over the reins to you and go through some of the hundreds of recordings of nature that we've received over the last little while. Lots of excellent mysteries in this bunch. And if you're an Off Track or Noisy by Nature fan, you will have heard this one before. It was sent in by Paul in Lismore, New South Wales on Bundjalung Country. It's the impressive grunting of a koala. Nice recording, Paul. Increasingly rare as well. But if you think that that sounds vicious, how about this? (coughs) Phil said his 10-year-old son Tyler recorded this one. It's Tassie Devils. (coughs) Apparently, they woke him up at 7am. sound terrifying. All right, let's get on with the show. This one comes from an animal with a huge repertoire of calls. Andrew was out camping in Western Australia when he heard this unusual sound. G'day, Anne. We were camping at the Dryandra Woodlands in southwestern WA and where we were camped was um, in a thicket of brown mallet. And just after sunrise, I was surprised to hear a penetrating honking whistling sound from a bird. Now this, this was a new sound to me. So I tracked it down and it turned out to be a grey currawong which surprised me somewhat. So I thought I knew what a grey currawong sounded like. There are four subspecies across southern Australia and this is the intermediate subspecies from the southwest. It's one surprise me. And it's crazy. Those grey currawongs from the west sound so, so different from the ones at my place in Victoria. Listen to this. Oh, and that's a crimson rosella piping in. And of course, these grey currawongs are a completely different species than the pied currawong. And that's what you've sent me from Bentley in Victoria, Francis. Lovely recording too, with wattlebirds and ravens. Now for a bit of a mystery. Sent in by Andrea and Jonathan in Victoria. They recorded this in the evening beside the dam on their property. So beautiful. Oh, and then you can hear the poggle bumps. Can you hear the poggle bumps? 
So we're in the um, Yarra Valley, Tarawara. And no, we've never heard these before, have we? They're incredibly loud. They're probably tiny frogs. And then there's the other ones, the crackling ones, yes, which are the normal ones. Yeah, they're. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of noise. <laughs> it's so beautiful, isn't it? Mm. It's still like this. Yeah. Reflections. <laughs> so nice. And there's that other one. The, there's the crackling one, and there's that one. That's a new noise. Brittany Mitchell is one of the Frog ID experts with the Frog ID app. And here's what she reckons about your recording, Andrea and Jonathan. I absolutely love this recording, Andrea and Jonathan. Those crackling popcorn-like sounds appear to be striped marsh frogs, a whole lot of them. I do hear one call from a pobblebonk amongst the whistling frogs and manically laughing parents' tree frogs. The parents' tree frogs also made that weird noise that you referred to. It's sometimes how they start their call. And yes, despite these frogs being relatively small, they sure can make a racket. Louise got to go on a holiday to WA and she sent in this recording saying that these birds surrounded her accommodation but she couldn't see who was making the sounds. So I sent it off to one of Australia's bird gurus, Rowan Clark. G'day, I'm Rowan Clark. Uh, I'm a conservation biologist and ornithologist based at Monash University in Melbourne. Louise has sent through a really beautiful recording the uh, habitats are in Exmouth Township itself is, you know, there's, there's sprinklers, there's freshwater availability, and so that attracts a range of different birds. And in this case, a bird that's calling is a white-plumed honey eater. So white-plumed honey eaters are a very widespread species across the continent, but they uh, have a number of different subspecies and they occupy 
different habitats right through from kind of relatively wet areas around Melbourne right through the middle of Australia and then over to Exmouth. The call's quite interesting because it's it's very different to the calls that I'm familiar with in Melbourne. Honeyeaters are quite well known as a group for dawn and dusk calls and those calls are quite different to the calls that the species might otherwise do in daylight. The purpose of those dawn and dusk calls is not fully resolved, but it's probably a little bit like a roll call. Just after you get up uh, from a night of sleeping and just before you go to bed, uh, you you do your dawn or your dusk calls and your neighbouring white-plumed honeyeaters can basically sort of do a check to see who's alive, who's survived through the night, who's still holding a territory, and then likewise, just before they go to bed, um, who's holding the neighbouring territory and who's doing well in that spot. Just in the background of this recording, there's also blissful dove, uh, another species that's done really well in arid and semi-arid areas of Australia and is often associated with uh, inland towns and watercourses and the like. So two birds that occupy very similar habitats co-occurring and being um, or calling within this one recording, which is really nice. This sound came in from Nihal in New South Wales. He wrote, I'm sitting on top of the hill in the Wallandilly Valley and I can hear this noise that sounds more like an insect than a bird. What do you think? Well, I think that sounds like a screaming tree frog. Up until a month or so ago, we would have called this a bleating tree frog, but scientists have just done a whole heap of testing and they've found out that there are two species hiding behind this scream. So because you are just south of Sydney, I think that means that that is a screaming tree frog. Frog people, please get in touch if I've got that wrong. Here's a recording from Helen from Napoleon's on Wadawurrung country near Ballarat. Hi, this is Helen. I can identify a pair of Rufus Whistlers. They're both calling out and tapping my windows. There's a striated pardalote who must be nesting nearby and further in the distance a grey shrike thrush. Helen wrote that she was sitting in a fairly enclosed space when she recorded that sound and the whistlers were so loud and piercing that she became temporarily deaf in her left ear for about eight hours. That high-pitched peeping sort of sound is hundreds of short-tailed bats. And if you haven't heard of them or that sound before, that's because it was recorded in New Zealand. These squeaky bats were recorded by Isla, who got out into the field with some people from the Department of Conservation who were measuring, weighing and banding the bats. 
The bats each weigh about 15 grams. They're really small. And short-tailed bats are unusual because unlike most small bats that catch their food in the air while flying, short-tailed bats have adapted to hunting on the ground. Hi Anne, it's Tom here from Perth. I took this recording on a property that I work at 350 kilometres northeast of Perth in the Midwest region on the 2nd of March. And we just had a heap of rain, we had 107 mils, so all the frogs are out calling in the pools that that created. And in this recording, it's a bit busy, but I think I can hear the wheat belt frog, the plonking frog and the shoemaker frog but uh, see what you think. Thanks, bye. That sounds like a pretty great workplace, Tom, and thanks for making the recording. And to help us out with these amazing sound, here's Jodie Rowley. Recordings like this are really, really exciting. That's a trio of frogs that you can only hear together in a particular area of Western Australia. They're all in the genus Neobatrachus and they're true round frogs, built robustly with tiny little arms and round bodies for living life mostly underground. They only emerge after really heavy rains, which are quite rare in the part of Western Australia that they live, to find a mate, then stuff themselves on insects before heading underground again. Most of the racket you can hear is the wheat belt frog and it's that lovely musical trill. Then there's the wonderfully named plonking frog that you can hear plonking away here and there quite loudly. And if you listen carefully there's also a quiet tentative but constant tapping and that's a shoemaker frog. I just love how two of the three species here are such descriptive names around the noises that they make. The plonking frog and the shoemaker frog. Tap, tap, tap. What a joyous chorus. That's really fantastic. couldn't resist including this wonderful wailing sound of shearwaters sent in by Carolyn, who recorded it on Lord Howe Island. She writes, Let me set the scene. Imagine walking with just a handheld torch out towards Ned's beach in the dark, no lights and no moon. Then stand on the road listening to the shearwaters fly in and call to find their burrows. Amazing for me, and I should say, after a while, I had one bump into me. It sat right at my feet, I checked by the torchlight, and then it headed off.
from moaners to groaners. This was sent to me by Rob on Bundjalung Country in northern New South Wales. He said he thinks that the warp warp call could be a great barred frog. And to confirm or deny, here's Kathy Potter from the New South Wales Frog and Tadpole Study Group. I have just been listening to the most amazing recording of frogs I've heard in a long time. The stars of this recording are an impressive chorus of Mixophys fasciolatus, also known as the great barred frog, which are making that reverberate barking sound you can hear all the way through. You can tell they're really excited too by the higher pitched, really dog-like sounds in the middle of the recording, but listen out for the low pitch sounds they are making as well. This is a curious species. They mate in water like many frogs, but the female kicks their fertilised eggs up out of the water to stick onto whatever they hit, like a pancake on the ceiling, and the eggs just stay where they land until the tadpoles hatch and fall back into the water. But the great barred frog is not the only species you will hear on this recording. If you listen closely, you will also hear the pretty continuous backup vocals being provided by one of our most common laughing tree frogs, Latoria tyleri, or Tyler's tree frog, along with some surprisingly discreet calls by Latoria phallax, or the eastern dwarf tree frog, which sound a bit like running your finger along the teeth of a plastic comb and can dominate frog choruses despite their small stature. Listen a little more closely and you will also hear a few little chirps by the tiny Crinia tinula, or wallum froglet, which is a threatened species. Isn't it a joy listening to frog calls? Thanks. You know, even though I've worked in radio for a decade or so, it still surprises me how evocative a sound recording can be. This one was from Margaret, who was at Lake Avella in the Northern Territory, and she said that the bird calls for a short time at dawn and then it goes quiet every morning. the echo of the birds, maybe a Teresian crow maybe in the background, and the thongs. It's the thongs. The thong sounds immediately says hot summer shorts wearing heat dry grass need a drink thongs. But Margaret I actually have no idea what bird that is so I sent it to Dr Stanley Tang. Hello Anne, thank you for sending through the recording. The most prominent call seems to come from a blue-faced honeyeater. It is a medium-sized bird, about 30 centimetre in length, and has really striking blue-coloured facial skin, hence its name. The immature ones have actually green facial skin. They're also quite striking. Um, these birds are really common in woodlands, open forests, scrubs, parks and even gardens in northern and eastern part of Australia. Interestingly, the ones that live in Northern Territory actually have a very distinct white patch on their wings when, when they're flying. Some scientists argue that they should be a separate species from their cousins in the east. 
They even named it the White Quilled Haneeda. Also in the background, I can hear some Teresian crows and perhaps insects of some sort towards the end of the recording. Um, hope this helps. And another quick idea of a bird sound that gets sent in all the time with the question, who is making this sound? It often wakes people up early in the morning, and this recording is from Bronte in Adelaide. To tell us who is making this racket, it's Show Rapley from ANU. Hello, my name is Show, and I'm a PhD candidate with the Australian National University. Anne tells me that a lot of people have been sending her recordings of this particular mystery bird. And Bronte, your mystery bird is a red wattle bird. Uh, red wattle birds are a large honey eater, and so they like to eat nectar from blossoms, but they're also a bit omnivorous and they'll eat insects and other things like that. They get their name not from the wattle trees that they sometimes sit in, but from the wattles on their cheek, which are those uh, fleshy bags that hang on the side of their face and if you look really closely you'll see those wattles are actually red hence the name the red wattle bird there are some other species of wattle bird and tasmania has one all to itself an endemic species called the yellow wattle bird the call in this recording is pretty classic of them the chock 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 they also make some pretty bizarre noises, one of which was described by the early ornithologist John Gould as a cross between tearing sandpaper and violent vomiting. And another cool noise they make is not one they make with their vocal cords, but they make with their beak, this really sharp clack, clack, clack. And they often do that as they're chasing away other birds. So being a large honey eater, they're quite aggressive and they'll defend their food. And so you see them chasing each other and other species of birds around going clack, clack, clack with their beaks. Yep, that extremely percussive chuck, chuck, chucking equals wattlebird. But what about this amazing screaming? Well, Phil from Darwin sent this in, and it's a spangled drongo. Yes, that is a bird that exists. It's a wonderful dark bird, regal looking, and across its chest are small blue sprays of iridescent spots. These are the spangles. Top that off with a forked tail and bright red eyes, and you've got yourself a screaming nightmare early in the morning. From a drongo to a loon. From one of our listeners far, far away. Here are loons in British Columbia, sent in by Eric Johansson. Right, this is the last episode of the year and... I've chosen my all-time favourite off-tracks to play over the summer. So make sure you meet me here at the same time each week, no matter where you are, because I'll be taking you to the rough waters off the southern coast of Tasmania, the little sandy desert, and a trip 
as far south as you can go, Antarctica. Then, in 2022, off-track will be metamorphosizing into something a little bit different. Still lots of adventures, but not like anything you've come to expect. And that doesn't mean we don't want your sounds. In fact, more than ever, I want your sounds, especially the weird ones, especially the mystery sounds. Email us off-track at abc.net.au. So many new adventures still to come. Join me for the biggest adventures of all over summer when I'll be taking you somewhere else. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.